The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to the Old Space Show. I am Brandon, and this is my co-captain, Jim. Remember, it's Old Space, not Old Spice. We don't want to get sued. (laughs) That's how Carter says it, right? Old Old Spice. (laughs) I believe that cologne has a ship on the bottle. (laughs) This is Summit of Old Space Show continues our episode by episode travelogue through the second season of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through outer space, the population of its human-built colony hoping to stumble upon a new home. Today, we are talking about the 15th episode, Space Warp. Eagle One gets lost in space, and if that isn't enough... Moon Base Alpha has problems of its own when Maya's ability to transform herself into any living entity goes out of control. All right, this is directed by Peter Maydak and is written by Fred Freiberger again. Uh, Maydak, okay, so... Fred so Freiberger, not the strongest writer. I'm finding that out, huh? <laughs> as, if we, as if we didn't know going in. But uh, Maydak is too it's super interesting. Maydak does two episodes of this show. He does The Changeling, which is a underseen horror movie from back in the day with George, George C. Scott. Scott. Yeah, yes, good one. Zorro, The Gay Blade. He did heart four episodes of Heart to Heart, uh, Magnum P.I., St. Elsewhere, the 80s Twilight Zone. He did seven episodes of that, five episodes of Fairytale Theater, Beauty and the, the I'm sorry, he directed The Ruling Class, which mm-hmm. I think is one of Peter O'Toole's like, best movies, if you haven't seen it. You really should. It's really, really wild. Great seventies movie. I'm sorry, but oh. um, and how, some of my favorites: Homicide, Life on the Street, yep. the Wire, huh. Carnival. You know, Carnival Species Two, huh. uh, China Beach. He's done Seventh Heaven, Breaking Bad, Hannibal, uh, Ghost of Peter Sellers. Um, he did a Masters of Horror episode as well, so he got thrown in with that bunch. Uh, he did began doing by doing second unit uh, work on uh, Funeral in Berlin, which is one of uh, Michael Caine's uh, uh, what's his name Harry. Uh, oh, yeah, the billion dollar brain. Yes, yes, uh, Harry Palmer. The, Harry Palmer. Yeah, that's the second one in that series. And he also he's got Hammer cred doing second unit for Night Creatures and Phantom of the Opera. So I've noticed lots of Space nineteen ninety nine people had like a hand working in Hammer. There's like a connection there, right? Like the ITC television hammer like thing going on there yeah very very cool stuff um for him for and this would be the episode he one of them he directs like oh okay that's where you put those talents to work on a fry burger joint (laughs) so uh, yeah this one uh begins with a derelict spaceship appears in alpha's third quadrant john and tony take an eagle out to investigate Maya is suddenly taken ill, having developed a fever of oh unknown origin that resists 
all of Helena's attempts to treat it. She's come up with a highly high fever of overacting. Oh my right. God. Yeah. Not the, like, I'm sorry, but there are her, her teeth marks are all over the scenery in every scene she's in. I've never seen her go this hard with the overacting with this, but she really does this episode. Catherine has come out of her shell. Mm. Yep. I, see you, I see what you did there. I went there. Uh, yeah. So she can't help but wonder if Helena can't help but wonder if two occurrences are in some way related. In Maya's fever straight, she is seeing the breakup of Psychon and trying to convince Mentor, blessed, to leave the planet. In a brief moment of lucidity, she tells Helena that she's afraid. Maya asks for Tony, and Helena has Alan contact them in Eagle One to get an estimate for the return to Alpha. John tells Alan that they will be back after they board the alien ship. The moon starts to shake, and the Alphans are tossed around, and John and Tony... Watch on their screen as the moon disappears from sight, which was, I said, spinny cam. I was going to say, is put, put the uh, camera on the spin cycle. Space <laughs> And it's like really way too long. Like you really got your point across. You don't need to keep doing the fact, right? Like yep. You did it not just once or twice, but enough times that I, I wrote in here. I'm like, it's on for way too long. I, I will say before I move forward, I love how everyone in this episode is like, oh, it must have been a sport, space warp. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been a space warp. Yeah. Happens right. all the time. <laughs> like just Twice casually, on Thursdays. No one had to figure out anything. Like, they're, oh, it was one of them space warps. Well, they don't have their science officer with them. So they had to, yeah, they right. had to just kind of guess. That's true. <laughs> so but, uh, I love, how, um, by the way, Alan and Tony. Have co uh, the uh, first uh, co-star credits share mm. this episode. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, how good of an episode it is? That's in my notes, right? Because right, right. <laughs> uh, and uh, we we have to we have to note this is like a um, Catherine Shell vacation week. While while she is a focus of the episode, she is costumed the entire time, except for a couple of scenes in bed at the beginning. She's like costumed most of it, from what I remember. John figures it must have passed through a space warp back on Alpha. They reach the same conclusion when they learn that the moon is five years away from its previous position in space. Alan questions the likelihood of the commander either ever making it back to Alpha. Sandra suggests the possibility of him finding a window in the space warp. Alan has a refueling eagle launch on the off chance that they do find their way back. Maya asks Helena to put her in restraints, fearing that she is losing control of her powers <laughs> of molecular transformation and might be dangerous. So Helena reluctantly agrees to Maya's insistence, and when she contacts Command Center, Alan tells her that the moon passed through a space warp and the Eagle One is on the other side. Helena goes to the Command Center for more information. Helena <laughs> learns that the odds of Eagle One making it back are astronomical. Shake Alan it, sucks at comforting people. Right, yeah. All right. Because Helen's like, oh my God, what about John? Oh, oh. And Alan's just like, eh, there's no chance. Yeah. <laughs> so you might as well start dating me because there's no chance. Right. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Alan, do a little bit, help out a little bit here. You know? Right. Uh, shaken, she returns to medical center to check on Maya. When she arrives, she finds Maya has transformed into an alien. Oh, boy. And broken free of the restraints. It is like this like stone alien. Right. Thing. Like, it's kind of cool. Like I have a few names for this guy, if you don't mind. Okay. Yes. First of all, I've got Harry Swamp Thing. I've got The Legend of Boggy Creek, Part 2. All right. The, the legend continues. 
And then I have Glenn Danzig covered in gray oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. That's. And she throws Helena across the room. Again, another wrestling, like worldwide, a world feathering, uh, uh, world wrestling federation move. Right. In her, in her suit or whatever. I wrote my notes. I'm like, this is turning into a bit from last episode, a monster tossing crew guys through the halls. People being sick. Sigh, Freiburger. Yeah, we got people being sick. We got an alien on loose in Alpha that cannot be stopped. Yeah. Yeah, very much cut and paste from last episode. Right. She begins a rampage attacking everyone she can come in contact with. Reports start flowing in command center about alien attacks. Alan orders the creature to be... To shot on sight. T- take no chances. Kill, Kill on, on sight. sight. Right. But the funny thing is, everywhere the monster goes is this funky jazz bass with uh, pixelated strings. Right. So they just follow the jazz bass. They'll find the monster, right? Yes. Yeah. There's all I noticed. There's red alert screens that all they say is red alert in yep. red on them. So yeah, that's all they do. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. It's like shoot to kill, and Helen is like, "Wait, that's mine." And he's like, "I take that back. Don't you shoot to kill." Don't shoot to kill. Take it back. Oh, gosh. Uh, so, um, security finds it in an elevator between floors. Ben Vincent finds Helena, and she tells him that Maya has broken free. He tells her that Alan has given a shoot to kill order. Helena contacts him just in time to have the order rescinded before Maya is shot. They try to stun her. Guess what? Doesn't work. Uh, Helena surprise. suggests using a tranquilizer dart with more of a kick instead and it prepares for the task uh, they catch up to Maya just before she enters a travel tube when she does not respond to Helena's please they shoot her with a dart she enters the travel tube heading for launch pad 4 Alan shuts down the power to the travel tube to try to trap her underground Maya breaks out attacks crew of launch pad 4 boards eagle 4 she retracts the boarding tube so they have to lower the platform in order to stop her flying off off to the now non-existent Psycon. The Eagle is brought into the hangar remotely. The tranquilizer begins to take effect, and the creature uh, tries to lift off the ground, crashing into the ceiling. Now, one of the best parts of this episode are the models. Yeah. Like, we really get to see a lot of model work here, and especially in this uh, uh, sequence that you're describing. Because, you know, you see the Eagle model come in, and then it comes into the hangar, and then she freaks out and tries to launch it. Once it's in the hangar and has a thing on it, it like flips over and crashes yeah. into the other eagles. It's it was a decent. It was a really kind of a decent sequence. It was probably the yeah. best part of this whole episode for me. And there's like the the hangar burning too. The yeah yeah stuff and the, they you know have to have a team of firefighters rescue mm-hmm. Maya to get her out. Uh, but she is dying from the injuries sustained in the crash. And Helena is just not familiar enough with its anatomy to operate. Um, but yeah, the like assistant keeps reminding her of that. Mm-hmm. Like she keeps saying, "I've never seen this species before. I don't know." He's like, "If you give her surgery, you could kill her." And she's like, "I know." And I'm like, "She just said that. Why are you telling her again?" <laughs> you know, just like, just trying to make her feel bad or worse. Yeah. <laughs> Try to make her feel this. So, like, this is where I wrote. I, I feel like we're hitting the uh, vacations, uh, using our last days off for the year period of the show's production or like saving, <laughs> saving money. Cause clearly Catherine shells on some kind of break, all the scenes in her bed, character transformed in a creature, uh, whole episode Koenig and Tony. Also they're in a cockpit. Most of the episode, like right. reusing a lot and they're reusing a lot of stuff here. So like, like, yeah, they're, they're hitting some point in the middle of production or something where they're like, Okay, everybody's taking. Okay, well, it looks like we did. 
who we got here? Uh, we got Barbara. We got Fraser. Allen. Yeah, okay. Throw those two in a cockpit. Throw the, they're flying somewhere this week. And uh, yeah. Maya's unit, in bed. Second unit, you take uh, Tony and uh, Martin Landau, and you film this. You know. Yeah. This yeah. part. But the part of this whole, cause like shifts tries to shift to intense medical drama in the scene, kind of. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. Um, but she'll turn it back into herself in 15 minutes. She doesn't have 15 minutes. Right. But if you operate, you can kill her. But oh, here, here I wrote. If you operate, you can kill her. But at least she'll have a chance. What the oh, hell yeah. does that mean? <laughs> that is Quincy saying elsewhere. Every yeah, yeah. there's every medical drama. Oh my! Of course, every time and every scene um, when uh, Helena's with Maya, she's like, "You must change back now, Maya!" Right. Like yelling at her, like she's right there. <laughs> right? Oh, you must cha- like before she tries anything, she screams at her a few times. Change back now! Change back now! I'm just like, ah, oh, okay, already. So she changes into Brian Blessed's stunt double at this point, isn't that right? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Oh, no, they return to medical center. Elena tries to get Maya to revert so she can operate. Maya transforms, but into a Psycon male. The, yeah, yeah. Who immediately goes berserk and tries to fight its way out of medical center. And after Alan hits the alarm, security shows up and stuns him. He collapses, but transforms into a large creature and exits the room, which I was like... It's, it's the beta cloud monster. It's the beta... I was like, it from looks like the monster from last time, but maybe not, or uh, whatever. No, it was. It was totally the Beta Cloud Monster. Exactly. Like, they didn't even change it or put fins on it or color it in any way. No. Yeah. It's the same, same costume. And the, the amazing, the funny part was, in that episode, Maya's like, I can't change into it because and we find out <laughs> it's a robot. Right. Yet this episode, she could totally change into it. No problem. Right. Continuity, Freiburger. Right, Check right. and mate. So on the other side of the space warp, John and Tony have docked with the alien vessel. Oh my god! To see the if, if they okay, can but... use its fuel stores to supplement their own. Uh, they board the alien ship, and John finds a data bank and discovers a message left by Captain Juro, the scout <laughs> ship of Minon, who details his crew's search for the space warp after their mothership, Ad Admenon, had passed through it and their tragic end when they were on the verge of success. First of all, good, good on you for trying to, uh, um, pronounce those correctly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Second of all, I could tell you why the civilization failed because they're, uh, their uh, user interfaces, uh, old 35 millimeter film canisters. It is. It is <laughs> with numbers on them. And also they dress like dollar store Shogun warriors. Oh gosh. <laughs> the pink helmet guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I was like, is he like a DJ in like 2017? Like, <laughs> is he mighty and or morphing? <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's so funny because it's supposed to be such a like a a big dramatic like it's his last log. All of his uh, crew are dead and floating in space, and it's the last audio video log before I die and go into space and join them. And it's so undercut by the fact he's wearing a bright orange plastic helmet. Right. <laughs> uh, like I, I will say though, what, something's going on here because there's a really great shot of like Koenig and Tony entering this derelict ship and. Like some of the stuff in here is like inventive and neat looking for the series from a cinematography and set design and lighting type way. Like 
I don't know if it was like second unit stuff like you, like you were joking about, but like it looked significantly better than most of this season has in some of this stuff. Up, we've definitely seen this set before. Yeah. Like the derelict ship, it's been set for a few other things. Right. But yeah, just the way they filmed it and stuff was a lot more interesting than the other stuff in the episode and a lot of the season two, two stuff. I was like, huh, this feels off from, I don't know, it felt like someone had an eye during this, but I don't know. So this this guy, this pink helmet guy says that uh, with his dying breath, uh, he outlines the steps necessary to find the correct coordinates using the space warp locator. Yeah. Yeah. And this also, this video log like takes forever. Yeah. I, I put like when I, I watch it on YouTube and I put it to 1.5 speed because it just got to the point. Where I'm just Right. Because like, he spoke in terse phrases and small sentences. <laughs> Uh, to put across uh, his point in a perfunctory way. <laughs> so, back on Alpha, Bias tried to break out of the base through an airlock. Helena suggests trying an anesthetic gas cylinder to knock her out before she breaks through, causing explosive decompression of that section of the base. She nice. opens the inner airlock door, trapping Maya inside, and then fills the airlock with anesthetic gas. It has no effect, and Maya breaks the outer door amazingly maya survives as she it has turned into a creature that can store oxygen like a camel stores water but oh my they have they have to get her back before she transforms again or she will die on the lunar surface first of all tony's being a real negative nancy in this part of the episode it's like nothing will stop her we've tried everything we might as well just give up and all this other stuff and then when she breaks out of the thing when she's out on the moon surface it is yeah. just the funniest thing ever it- it reminded me, I was getting Sweetums uh, from the Muppets the vibes. You know, the yeah. big guy in the hair. Like, that is exactly what I thought. I was like, it's perfect. Perfect. Because it's like, you get this furry, frog headed, like romping yeah. out on the moon, like, doo doo doo. Hi, swinging his arms. Hey, what's up? How you doing? And then you got Alan and Helena following him in the moon buggy. Yeah, they go to the at moon like buggy. five yeah. miles an hour. <laughs> like just get out and walk it would be faster right right yeah there, and, the, and uh i love like carter does like a jump kick mm. like get maya here like oh my gosh so but the they australian, rupt- i wrote down australian double drop kick yes he uh r- ruptures his air tanks during this and uh helena repairs it they, she gets an emergency eagle to pick them up Wait a minute, they take a long time for the repair, too. Oh, yeah. It's like drama. It's all in slow motion because they're on the moon, right? Because mm-hmm. everything's in slow motion on the moon. And then there's, like, this huge sequence of her opening the case. And inside the case, everything is marked. Emergency oxygen. Patch. <laughs> like, takes out of the patch. They show her putting the patch on the thing. They show her putting the emergency oxygen on. And I'm like, wow, pat it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get, get the full hour, right? Right. So uh, the space warp opens before them, and they enter. As they pass through, Maya begins cycling through her recent transformations. As they emerge on the other side, she returns to normal. Her fever gone. Back in command center, Sandra, Sandra reads a large disturbance near the refueling eagle. Alan has put it on the big screen. It's Eagle One. Alan relays this to Helena, who joins them in command center. And I love the. <laughs> Change now, Maya. Change now. Change, Change now. now. That it was just a, when she um 
and they go through the space warp again or whatever. Like there's a, it's like a trippy montage of the whole episode. Yeah. It's like clips from earlier in the episode that we just watched. Yeah, no, it <laughs> like totally cuts is. together into a montage with like weird, like NBC mystery movie effects around it or something. Yeah. It just was hilarious. I'm just like, wow, this is a weird place to put a montage, but okay. Right. When they tell her, like, how do you feel? She's like, like, I've been riding the tail of a comet for days on end. Of course. Sorry, sci-fi stuff, so we understand that's what, it. That's what passes for banter on the on base alpha. <laughs> right. Uh, so in the epilogue here, uh, Kodak says that he wants Maya to check out the derelict ship. Helena says, as soon as she's awake, and Tony and John assume that means the rest of the alphans have been taking it easy, and Helena t- lets them believe it. So... Oh yeah, Yox and uh, <laughs> oh, oh, my ribs are tickled and my knee is slapped. Uh, and Barbara Brain like hams it up for that freeze frame too. Oh my god, she does. She, oh, it's like wait, not yet, not yet, and now. Just get the blue of her eyes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we have run into two same same and both bad episodes back to back, written by Fred Freiberger. Mm, how about that? Hmm. Two crappy episodes that were written by the same person. Yeah. Like, like really just like, yeah, I get a guy in a costume and run around and break shit on set. Okay, we'll call it an episode. <laughs> Wait, don't get rid of that monster costume. Bring it back. Maybe, yeah, like, I, yeah, these were just like, what? Like, all right. Happening, I don't know, like, we see... The thing is, we're not we're no strangers to monster on the ship episodes, but these were like uh, just basically we have nothing else. Like they always, you know, they try to paint it something else on the other ones. These were just no guy in costume, sparks, wrestling. (laughs) Save the costume. Save the costume for next week. (laughs) Fifty minutes pass. There we go. Got an episode. We're done. We're done. Break for lunch. Yeah. It's oosh. yeah. I don't want to say filler, but yeah, filler. Yeah. So uh, uh, that'll do it for another moon buggy adventure, which felt like the last moon buggy adventure. So in the meantime, Jim, where can people find you? Well, you can listen to me on hhwlod.com at the Walking Dead TV podcasts. Uh, we've uh, covered The Walking Dead since the very beginning, of the very first episode, and we continue to cover Walking Dead and all of its spinoff shows, including World Beyond and Fear of the Walking Dead. That's at hhwlod.com. And you can catch me every week on the Taylor Network of Podcast.com, which is available on Amazon and Stitcher and all fine uh, podcasting purveyors, uh, places, iTunes. And uh, listen to me and Donnie and Daryl talk about the week's worth of entertainment news, break it all down for you in a funny way over two hours. So that's available com. Alexa, play Nothing's On. I know. It's like the only thing I use Alexa for. There you go. My family uh, loves it. I'm just like, you know what? Until I can get to the Earl Grey hot, I'm, I'm not even going to get into this technology. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, hashtag Fry Fryburger. Um, and I'm on Twitter, Instagram at Brandon Forky, which you work at Uh, there will be more from the Brandon Peters show at some point here, but I'm recording this in the past. So that's what we got. But until next time, Moonbase Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters show is a creative zombie studios production produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters written and edited by Brandon Peters. 
Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetersshow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.